It has. It's been uh, <laughs> interesting, eh? Yeah, just a little bit. Man, oh man. I don't even... Uh, it's across multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. It's been something, hasn't it? It it has. It really, really has. Oh man, what a! Yeah. Mm. Did you did you see what's going on in the in the recruit in the recruiting today? I, I I did see your tweet about it. That's the only reason I knew about it is because I saw you retweet and retweet about it, and I, and I still had to actually dig into like what the hell is he talking about? I I don't know who this person <laughs> is, and then I felt like I was oh. Oh, that's not good. That's that's very not good. Literally, I mean, it's good like, for Wes. Yeah, it's straight for me. It's literally like Messi mm-hmm. became a free agent and was committed to PSG, and then at the last second, it was like, Psh, you know what? I'm just gonna go sign and play for uh, the Orlando, <laughs> whoever the FC Orlando or whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> Just gonna go there. Wait, wait, what? Excuse it's me. Prime time, baby. Squeeze me a baking powder. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it, man. It's uh, it's prime time, and uh, woo, yeah. I mean that was that was interesting <laughs> to say uh, the least. That was interesting. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, as I I very easily could be because I don't keep up with college football. I was under the impression Deion Sanders was not doing very well as a head coach at that whatever school he is. Um. Well, no. Uh, so last year he, of course, his first year was during the COVID year. Uh huh. I mean, they weren't terrible by any means. Um, this year they're actually they were like eleven and one this year. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, and he's um. He's uh he's he's recruited he's recruited pretty well. Um you know, I mean he was getting guys who uh you know were you know normally wouldn't be going to normally wouldn't be going to uh Jackson State to go to Jackson State. So <laughs> who would? Uh, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. So um yeah, prime time. <laughs> Coach Prime. Coach, you will call me Coach. Coach Prime. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's it's been a week, man. It's. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Oh yeah. And then and then there's there's this football that we like to watch, and holy shit. Yeah. It's, holy uh, shit. Man, things have uh things have gotten pretty weird here in the Premier League, and. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Also, they've gotten depressingly familiar here on the Foreign Affair Podcast, episode three nine three of the AFA Pod. Welcome in everyone. I am Edward Green, joined as always by my calling crime West Bradshaw, and we have a, a an interesting episode today uh, because everything is just that interesting. Uh, we will uh, quickly go through the week that was in the Premier League. What took place anyway and uh we'll get you caught up on that uh we'll of course preview the league cup matchups for the quarterfinals next week uh we will talk about the champions league draw that took place on monday both of them yeah i actually i actually do need to pull up the first draw because i don't think i have the first draw 
uh, up. Well, I remember who we had. Yes. <laughs> I remember a couple of the ties. I don't remember. I don't remember them all though. Um, but wow, what a what a what a fun thing there. Um, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we have a few other news and notes, um, and then we will, of course, uh, pimp the athletic. Hit the watch for, and then we will dip on out. But as always, podcast is the podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Damn it, Ed. We're gonna get in trouble for that now. You know, I they they, they have real people behind them now. We're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> so you've been you've been to my third floor uh, office at the palatial estates here in uh, in oh, Eastern North Carolina. Uh, you remember that there are skylights in in oh, this yeah. third floor. Uh, well, oh. I will have you know. I don't know if the microphone picked it up, but a brick just came flying through one of those skylights. And on it was a note that said, do not steal our bits. Signed, Meadowlark Media. So. Damn Meadowlark. The the goons at Meadowlark Media have have finally made their way to the AFA podcast, and we're not even connected to them. Don't tell us what to do. We'll do what we want. (laughs) Let's talk fruit. God, if only. Uh, if only. If only. Uh, I actually did have some very nice raspberries tonight. Uh, and I have not had raspberries in a while, but the last couple of weeks we have gone on a bit of a raspberry kick and genuinely really enjoy them. Uh, I'm super glad you're having raspberries. I, uh, I had a banana earlier today. Mm. It was not too ripe of a banana, but not underripe. Yeah, that's the, like the perfect, the perfect time right there for bananas. Good banana good banana uh all right let's uh so we'll, we'll get on here uh oh yeah the uh the podcast as always is presented by ngsc sports at ngscsports.com we never stop um all right so to the premier league and again we're going to run through here the the matches that actually took place this past week um because you know it's the busy season so gotta cram as many matches as you can in when you can get them right premier league that's why we can't put off Tomorrow's Tottenham Leicester match. Um, Friday, uh, last Friday, Brentford came back at the death to beat Watford 2-1. Bueno, very bueno, with the penalty in the 96th minute to complete the comeback for Brentford and keep them going in the Premier League. Uh, elsewhere, a penalty. It was the week of penalties, really. I, I saw somebody put on Twitter. I don't remember who it was, but they did the Spider-Man pointing at each other meme. Um, and they added like a third one and it was like Manchester City winning on a penalty, Liverpool winning on a penalty, Chelsea winning on a penalty. And I was like, no, you, no, you. So that's, that's kind of how every match ended apparently this weekend. Um, Man City beat Wolves 1-0 thanks to a Raheem Sterling penalty in the 66th minute. Uh, Arsenal, I, I think we have to go ahead and curse them now and call them the fourth best team in the Premier League so they can Absolutely. start start falling back down a little bit. They win 3-0 over Southampton. Uh, Chelsea needing multiple penalties to beat Leeds. Uh, Jorginho taking them both and converting both. Some, especially the last one, may have been a bit dodgy, but (laughs) Chelsea Chelsea beats Leeds 3-2. Liverpool also win via penalty. Uh, Mo Salah taking this one in the 67th minute to beat Aston Villa as uh, Steven Gerrard's men uh, were unable to get a point on his return to the place he once called home and may in the future one day again. Um, Manchester United 
They won on a penalty. Cristiano Ronaldo took that in the 75th minute to beat Norwich. Well, that's how they win all their matches, apparently. It's just Ronaldo scoring a goal. Um, On Sunday, Leicester beat Newcastle 4-0. No need for a penalty there, though. Tielemans did get one of his two goals that way. Uh, Burnley and West Ham played to a nil-nil draw. Trust us, it happened. And Palace pummeled Everton 3-1. Connor Gallagher with a brace, including one of the goals of the season so far. An absolute strike in the 93rd minute to uh, to seal the deal for the Eagles. Um, then on Tuesday, uh, Aston Villa came back to beat Norwich 2-0. Uh, Ollie Watkins sealing the deal in the 87th minute. Uh, Man City not needing a penalty to beat Leeds. They just found a bunch of goals in open play. 7-0 the final scoreline at the Etihad. Uh, De Bruyne with a pair. Foden, Grealish, Mares, Stones, and Ake also getting on the score sheet for the Citizens as uh, as Leeds has been on the end of some lopsided goals since our scoreline's coming come back up to the Premier League. And then finally today, uh, Crystal Palace and Southampton played to an entertaining 2-2 draw. Uh, Wolves scored just before halftime to beat Brighton and Hove 1-0. And Arsenal continue winning ways 2-0 over West Ham as they fully move into control of fourth place. Oh, uh, matches that fourth we best team in the league, easily. Fourth best team, easily. Um, the matches we won't be able to talk about because they take place tomorrow as of... 10.29 Eastern time on Wednesday. Uh, Leicester, Tottenham at 2.30. Chelsea, Everton at 2.45. Liverpool, Newcastle at 3. Damn right. um, so, Wes, um, obviously, you know, this is the part where we talk about the matches that actually took place. Of note, of course, the matches that did not take place, uh, including burnley Watford, which was called off very late today. Um due to uh, a COVID outbreak over at Watford. Uh, Brentford versus United was also postponed from Tuesday. Brighton and Spurs was also postponed from Sunday. Um, and, and those have been the postponements so, so far. Uh, we know Leicester and Tottenham both tried to get tomorrow's match postponed. The Premier League said no to that. Um, so, so with um, you know all the penalties taking place, overshadowed a bit west by by the matches that didn't even get started in the first place so a very a very interesting as we say week in the premier league yeah definitely um god just shit happening all over the place um i mean kind of i guess the big four I guess we'll call them at the moment, uh, including United for whatever reason uh all winning via the penalties a few of them dodgy penalties um, you know, that to start and, and really just to clarify on that, I don't think any of them could, you could say, Oh, this is the only reason why they won. Um, it, it was just, it was just that weird little, Oh, look, it all happened at once. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. Um, none of them, I mean, really there were some that were questionable. None were really like egregiously horrible calls or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so nothing to get too worked up with about that. But, um, man, it was just, it was a strange week. Um, you know, it just you know, at Liverpool in general, you had the whole uh, Steven Gerrard making his return to Anfield. Uh, what was that going to be like? It was, um, it was just something. It was like storylines everywhere, and we've got the, the COVID 
hanging over everything again. Uh, they have gone, apparently, to the plan B, I think they call it, where now to go to the matches, you have to show your, uh, you have to basically, like, show your full vaccine. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, it, there's so much going on. Burnley's had their second match of the year postponed now already. Yeah. Of course, the, the weather match with Spurs. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, man. It's just, I, it, it's, been a, it's been an absolutely wild week. I will say, I, I think now Burnley, I, I, I'm not going to say Spurs because Spurs wanted to play the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Burnley might end up very much regretting, as will the Premier League, that they didn't go ahead and try to get that Spurs-Burnley match in the snow played. Uh, I do know about an hour after they called it, it, the weather cleared up considerably and they actually could have gone forward with that. But a part of me really feels like, in all honesty, I I don't think they came out and said this, but I think one reason the Premier League didn't uh, give the request to Leicester and Spurs to postpone their match tomorrow is that would be Spurs' third match that they're going to have to make up. And you start looking at the schedule and you're like, when the hell do they do these? Like, especially if Spurs, who are still in the League Cup as of right now, they're mm-hmm. still in the FA Cup because they haven't played yet. God only knows what the fuck's going to happen with the Europa Conference League. So I, I think that, to a certain degree, the Premier League looked at the schedule and said, we can't keep postponing matches. And and at some point, especially for Spurs, who at that point would go three matches down from the field, that we can't keep, you know, allowing this to happen if at all possible. <laughs> um, now the cynic in me, as I've seen a couple other people post online, and again the cynic in me wants to agree with, is that because it's the busy season, Premier League is a little gun shy about canceling matches. You know, when they can make mm-hmm. that money, money. But yeah, this is um this is really rough. I I think that Spurs Leicester match tomorrow is going to be a train wreck. I I've seen some people say Spurs don't have a midfield and Leicester doesn't have a back four. So <laughs> it's, hey, so it, should, it should even out, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, I I I don't know. I I'm I'm very worried that this could get worse. I hope, I hope against hope that it does not get worse. But I'm, I'm very nervous that at least we may go back to reduced grounds. Hopefully they don't just, like, put a, a pause on the season. I don't think even if they did, it would be a long pause. I don't think it would be like we saw when the pandemic first came out, where I believe it was 100 days between matches. I don't think if they paused it, they would. Hell, it might even just end up being a winter break, for all we know at that point. Um, but I do. No, no, we couldn't do that. No, that's 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 not English. But I I I hope they're able to get this under control because seeing it happen at Tottenham was was bad. But at least at that point, it felt somewhat isolated. But now you see United going through it. We've seen Leicester going through it. We're seeing Watford today going through it. Um, this is this has the potential to go off the rails real quick. Uh, it does, and you know the last thing we want to see is any sort of a stoppage to the Premier League. 
Um, you know, obviously health and safety take precedent over this. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're, should be a long way into having this thing under control and, you know, we're, we're not, we're not here to get into that whole conversation of, well, you know, done this, we've done this, we've done this, we've done what you told us and it's still not under control, but anyway, um, so that obviously is going to have to be something that everyone does take into account is, uh, the safety of the players and of the, the people who go to the match. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, also we're not facing the same, maybe, I don't, I don't know how to put it. Maybe the, uh, the severity of what we saw a year ago. Yes, I would, I would agree with that. So maybe that's the way I want to put this is we're not seeing the severity of it. So, you know, hopefully it'll get to where we're not having to, go back to empty grounds and postponements and all that good stuff. Yeah, I don't think we will. I I think even though we're seeing these outbreaks again, I think we at least have a, a somewhat better handle. Now, I don't want to give any credit to the FA. I really don't. So, who <laughs> knows? Um, but uh, I, I will say that... It, it is a little, hopefully we've learned something from the last almost two years about it. Um, I do think the Premier League reacted pretty quickly to a lot of these to implement, go back to implementing, as you said, the plan B stuff, I, I think is what it's described as, um, to be able to do, to to put in precautions for teams to be able to stop any any more outbreaks. Um but yeah, I'm I'm a little worried. I don't think again. I don't think anything would happen to the extent that it did when the 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 um the pandemic first started. I don't think we'll get to that point. I I do think we could see maybe a week where where they just shut down or something. I think that would be the the worst case if if it got that bad. Um, and again. If it happened during Christmas week, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to have everybody just take a week off. But here we are. Um, so there you go. That's uh, that's what's going on here in the Premier League, and uh, we'll we'll just hope it keeps on keeping on because they are English, and that's what the English do. They keep on keeping on with a stiff upper lip and all that. Uh, you tell them, uh, Churchill. <laughs> Thank you. I, I I do sometimes get a little Churchillian. Um, on Saturday, hopefully, we'll see if these matches take place, and if they do, this is what the lo- schedule will look like. Uh, on seven thirty, right now, Manchester United versus Brighton and Hove. Again, we'll see. Ten a.m. Uh, Aston Villa versus Burnley, Southampton versus Brentford, West Ham versus Norwich, Watford versus Palace, and at twelve thirty, Leeds looks to try and bounce back against Arsenal. Um, at 7 a.m., it's Everton versus Leicester on Sunday. 9 a.m., Wolves versus Chelsea. 9.15, Newcastle's Man City. Then 11.30, with, we'll go with what we got. Tottenham versus Liverpool. Um, the we'll, Derby! We'll, the Derby. The, the Derby that will have a, probably a bit of an asterisk on it, um, given who's probably going to be actually on the bench for Spurs in this one. 
But uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be the first one featuring Antonio Conte, so that'll be that'll be pretty fun to see uh, to see mm-hmm. how Spurs can do there. Um, so that will uh, be your schedule coming up. As far as the table, though, uh, City again currently because uh, Liverpool have not played on Thursday. City currently are four points up on the field. However, if Liverpool do win, they will go back to being just one point back of first. Uh, Chelsea in the same boat. They're currently five back. Uh, Arsenal uh, are seven points out of the top three and one point above West Ham in fourth. Uh, United are a couple points back, pending the results of their match. And uh, again, Tottenham sitting right there, currently in seventh place on 25 points. But they have three matches to play on fourth place Arsenal. And if they win just two of them, they would leapfrog into the Champions League spot. So, very fluid table right now. Uh, at the bottom of your heart, the relegation zone. Watford uh, currently just outside of it with 13 points. Burnley sits at 11. Newcastle and Norwich both at 10. Um, so that is your Premier League look for the League Cup. Um, that will come back on next Tuesday with the quarterfinals. Um, Arsenal and Sunderland play on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, it's Brentford versus Chelsea, Liverpool versus Leicester, and Tottenham versus West Ham. Uh, Wes, uh, some some pretty good matchups here. Uh, Brentford have looked spicy in the Premier League so far. They even gave Chelsea a good match last time out. Uh, Liverpool versus Leicester, you you'd think would be good. They've played good matches the past couple of years. We'll see what, what kind of shape Leicester is in come, come midweek. And God only knows what Tottenham West Ham's going to be. Um, but I'll just finish with, come on, Sunderland. I know you can do it. Of course I can do it. You got them, Sunderland. Black Cats, whatever the hell you guys were called. It's been so long since they've been in the prim. Forgotten all about Sunderland. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice uh, slate of matches coming up. Uh, Liverpool Leicester is one that sticks out there, but like you said, like who's going to be there for Leicester? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah kind of like the match on Sunday for Tottenham. Who's going to be there? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. You know, f- fingers crossed. We'll have some teams up ready to play because you, know, you want to see the good matches, man. And yeah, you know, even even being a Liverpool fan, you know. Like you said, you almost put an asterisk beside it. Obviously, you don't in the standings or anything sure. or in the tournament or the bracket, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, could have been cooler. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, Ta- Tottenham versus West Ham again. It's a London derby. Those are fun, and especially in the quarterfinals of a cup. That's pretty cool. But again, we'll we'll just have to see, you know, what, what kind of team Tottenham can can field at that point. So um, a lot up in the air um, as there was a lot up in the air for a couple hours when uh, Jesus Christ, we didn't know what the hell was going on with the champions league draw. Um, So, so when I woke up, I went to go check the, uh, the draw and I was like, okay, I'm going through. I'm like, Oh yeah, there's some pretty good ties here. Oh, PSG's playing United. Oh, that's, that's, that should be fun. And then I start reading. And I'm like, Ronaldo oh. versus Messi. Yes. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have wheelchair matches for them in about fifty years, still, aren't we? That's 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 what this is all leading to, I think. United um, will keep signing Ronaldo's. 
<laughs> but then I started reading, and apparently UEFA fucked up super hard. Wait. And uh, and so I want to go through exactly what happened here, because there's multiple things that went wrong. Um, so one of the things that went wrong was United was mistakenly included in the draw for Villarreal's opponent. Both were in the same group, and we know that that can't happen. Um, and then got selected. Another ball was drawn after that, which was Manchester City. Uh, in the following tie, Liverpool was mistakenly included in the draw for Atletico Madrid. Both of them played in the same group. And Manchester United was not included. So there was a host of problems. Uh, Real Madrid got super butthurt because they were like, Ooh. but every everything happened after our very legal grouping was was completed so surely surely uefa you will you will let us keep our our matchup right right guys and, and uefa <laughs> uefa doing their best impersonation of uh um uh, norm mcdonald doing an impersonation of burt Reynolds. <laughs> nah <laughs> nah <laughs> UEFA just like went to their phone and pulled up an article from the Super League and held it up in uh, Fiorentino Perez's face and said, "Do you remember this? This is why we're not giving you what you want." Uh, Look here, it's a big hat. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, just like your new opponent, PSG. It's funny. <laughs> funny. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Reynolds, what are you doing over here? Oh, God. What a show. Yeah, right. yeah, right. I'll, uh, I'll take Ape Dead for 200. That's, this is a big uh, dick. There's a man. Sure. <laughs> he just he nailed it so well. God. Anyway. Alright, so... All these terrible things happened. No one knew what the hell was going on. And UEFA finally said, fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll do it live. We'll redraw everything. And, and we'll, we'll make sure we're actually having a competent draw this time. For the record, I, I don't understand how this happens at this point. Because in my mind, how this should work is that they should just have two physical pots. And in one pot, you have all of the first seeds. And in the other pot, you have all of the second seeds. And you take one ball out of one pot, and you say, okay, you're the first seed in the first matchup. And you take a ball out of the second pot, and you say your opponent will be X. And if X is from your group or from your country, you say, okay, you just go to matchup two. And then you go on from there. This isn't hard. <laughs> this should never happen, UEFA. My God. <sighs> anyway. No, and instead we have to pay we have to pay some third party thousands upon thousands of dollars to fuck it up. It's it is remarkable that they have they paid someone to devise a system this complex and still fuck it up. Hey, wow. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> funny draw. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, um, all right, let's let's talk about the actual draw results that stuck. Um, so here are your matchups 
starting on the 15th of February. You get Paris Saint-Germain versus Real Madrid, as well as Sporting versus Manchester City. On the 16th of February, you get Red Bull Salzburg versus Bayern and Inter versus Liverpool. On the 22nd of February, you get Chelsea versus Lille and Villarreal versus Juventus. And then on the 23rd of February, you get Benfica versus Ajax and Atletico Madrid versus United. Uh, now those will partially flip for the second leg, um, but that's that's the starting dates of the first legs. Um, there are still some very interesting ties. Wes, I know you have feelings about the redraw, so I will I will now turn things over to you to both obviously talk about what happened to Liverpool with the redraw and and the draw as a whole. Um, so just to start off on the Liverpool end, um, I mean, yeah, Salzburg was a really good draw for Liverpool. Um, with the redraw, getting Inter, I mean, honestly, Obviously, team on their day than Inter. Yeah, um, I agree. They should beat Inter over two legs. Mm-hmm. If they don't, then you, you know I'm I'm one of these people. It's like you know, I just want my team. If they if they lose, then lose legitimately, and mm-hmm. we just they were just better than us. I can live with that. Um, just don't give me a bunch of chicanery. <laughs> um, but Liverpool. Sh- I mean, they're they should. Go and do it. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, how things are come February. You know, February is a lifetime away at this point. We'll um, see how many injuries Liverpool picks up at Afcon. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know if you. I don't know what you got news and notes, but we'll see. We'll see if there's an Afcon at this point. But, um, okay. Yeah, that, that's that's a, that apparently is now in question if they're even going to do Afcon now. So, um, because apparently Africa is just ravaged with the COVID right now. We'll see. Um, but uh, so Inter Milan. Hey, uh, Liverpool fans, have you ever been to the San Siro? Oh, yeah, they, we were there like two weeks ago. Okay, cool. Let's go again. <laughs> so that, that's worked out once, so hopefully it'll work out twice. Um, as far as the draw itself, my God, you're way Once again, you know, you pay thousands upon thousands of dollars for a third party to do things for you, and they just freaking suck. I mean, Ed and I could have done this easily for like 500 bucks. We could have, and yeah. like a flight just to like see something cool. I mean, we would have been cool doing that and we would have just gone on stage, drawn it, made some bad jokes. Um, I probably would have offended um, Germans somehow, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's just Wes. I've got it in me. Um, and things would have come out fine. Yeah, Real Madrid, I mean, I, I totally understand where Madrid comes off super freaking pissed because oh, yeah. Benfica is a very um, palatable uh, first-round opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, as they pointed out, nothing sketchy had happened to that point yet. Yeah, that's so true. So it's like, well, okay, this ain't so bad. And now you turn around and you get PSG, which is like literally the best team out of the second-place teams. Oh, yeah. Um, and a team that obviously with the firepower they have are liable at any moment to suddenly come alive and just devastate you. That is a, 
that is an absolutely fantastic first round draw. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, not only do you, not only do you get the fact that Madrid are basically playing this thing under protest. Yeah. Um, not only the Super League, but also hanging over it. By the time they play that match, well, Kylian Mbappe have already signed a pre-contract with Real Madrid. Very good point. Because he is able to do that in January. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Can you imagine that subplot? I. Wow. I mean, there are so many subplots within subplots. Messi going up back against the eternal enemy. Um, Keeler Navis making a return to um, the uh, Stadio Bernabeu. Um, I mean, it's it's an incredible tie. Um, uh, you know, Pochettino has Spanish ties, of course, has been in Madrid. Um, you know, was one of the guys who's been up for the Madrid job before. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti taking on one of his former clubs. Just wheels within wheels, subplots within subplots. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be crazy. Um, United dodged such a monster bullet. Um, yeah. They're getting a they're getting a much more. Well, you look at it, you would think a much more palatable option, but hell, who who knows what Atletico is going to be come February? You know, when Atletico yeah. turn it on, they can be God. They're as tough as anybody. Um, you know, can Cristiano Ronaldo uh, find a way to get enough penalties uh, <laughs> to beat Atletico? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Chelsea, of course, have all the Chelsea luck in the world, and they kept Lille. Lille are terrible this year, and. Yeah, of course, Chelsea get them, and then um, uh, City get a get a, a very favorable draw for them. So, um, there's a good chance there should there should be three English clubs in the final eight. Um, and, and honestly, United, um, yeah, they they can they can beat they can beat Atletico. So good chance. I think a a better than good chance that uh, four English clubs are in the final eight. And an extremely good chance you get at least three of them. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I, I do think there is a little bit of worry that that a, a, a Diego Simeon led team over two legs can can perform enough dark arts to to stifle uh, a team like United, who is now we don't know what they'll look like under Ralph Ragnick for over the next two months, but. They they haven't been the most disciplined team in the world. You have to think Atletico will take advantage of that. Atletico also being notorious shithousers. And with Simeone getting a chance to pay back Ronaldo a little bit after after he beat them in a, in a couple of uh, Champions League finals um, back when he was at Real. Gotta think he wants to twist the knife in a little bit. So I, I think Atletico has a puncher's chance against United. I think United should win that tie, but it's going to be one of those ties where you're going to have played 180 minutes and go, God, that was awful to watch. I, I never want to see that again. That was terrible. Even if United win, I think that's how they'll come out feeling. Um, because yeah, that's, just, th- just thank God we're out of here. Yeah, that's, that's what Atletico does. Like At best, you get out of a tie with Atletico and you're like, God, thank God that's over. Jesus Christ, let's just, let's just, I don't care who we're playing next. Just give me anybody else. Anyone but Atletico next. Um, Anyone but Atletico. 
shit, Byron, fuck. <laughs> Never mind. Um, speaking of Byron, I actually do think... I don't think Red Bull can can outrun and gun Byron over two legs. It wouldn't shock me if Salzburg wins the first leg. It It wouldn't... It wouldn't be the craziest thing. I mean, I think it was Shakhtar that beat Byron in a first leg one time in the Champions League uh, uh, round of 16 or quarters. So it's it's not the craziest thing in the world that Salzburg could win one leg of the tie. And I think Salzburg play this crazy uh, high-pressure style that could be like 3-2 could be the final of the first leg. I think Byron's going to win the tie pretty easily but i do think that there is a chance that at least for one of the matches salzburg could just turn it into like an insane shootout where no one plays defense and we get a bunch of goals which is entertaining if you're a neutral that's fun um and hell if they had done if they had gotten the draw with liverpool we saw that was it two years ago when they played in a group yes. together um, oh yeah it was Fantastic. That's when uh, Erling Holland was still at uh, Salzburg. Yeah, so those those were fun. So so getting to see that against Munich should be should be real cool. Um, so again, I think Munich's going to win that tie, but it wouldn't sh- shock me if Salzburg won one of the legs. Um, elsewhere, yeah, you know, there's, there's not you know, City got it pretty easy with Sporting, I think. Uh, Ajax, I think, have it pretty easy with Benfica. I don't think Benfica is that great, so. Ajax getting to go the round of eight and keep their season alive after their strong Champions League group stage performance is good. Chelsea should get past Lille. Um, I guess Juventus is favored against Villarreal. I, I, I don't know. Like it, it seems like Juventus should be favored, but I don't know. That one could end up being close, or maybe even Villarreal pulls off a quote-unquote upset via via name uh, recognition. But Juventus exactly. hasn't been that good this year, so I, I don't uh, know. Juventus, <clears throat> Juventus are quite poor right now. Um, yeah, Villarreal, now you want to talk about some shithousery. Villarreal are really good at shithousery. Um, that, you want to talk about one that probably will not be enjoyable to watch is going to be Villarreal and Juventus. That, that's going to be pretty gross to watch, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, ugh. Yeah, you know, at least when it comes to uh, Atletico and United, you know, you you've got the chance of like some explosive moments. Uh huh. Um. Oh man, Juve and uh, and Villarreal. Ooh. Man, when you're ready to put the kids to sleep in the afternoon for a nap, that is uh, that's what you put on for them to watch. Oh man, that is that is rough. Um. Yeah, and yeah, PSG Real should be. Should be super fun. Oh yeah, um, that'd be great. And and with the second leg being at the uh, at Madrid, that that's one of those where you could maybe see PSG getting a first uh, leg lead, and then completely falling apart in the second. As, as oh yeah, have, yeah, they, they they like to do that. <laughs> yes, they do. So, um, excuse me, needed some water. Um. So I'm curious, Wes, I, I know there's some obvious ones, but um, give me your picks then for, I guess, the close ones. We'll say, give me your picks for Atletico United, 
Villa, Juventus, and PSG Real? Um, Atletico United. Ugh, strange as is right now, I've got to take United. Just because Atletico almost seem like they just don't want to be there. <laughs> Which is weird, man. There's just there's something I don't like. Yeah, I saw Atletico twice in the group stage. There's just something about that Atletico team that I... I don't know. They just... It, something doesn't seem right. Uh, with that group this year. Uh, give me give me the other ones you were thinking. Um, the uh, Villarreal Juventus. We can go to land. I'm going to say Villarreal. I think they're going to just frustrate the ever-loving hell out of them. Mm-hmm. And Juventus, they've gone out the last two round of 16. Yeah, I don't, I don't really see a huge reason why they should change that, really. Okay. And then, and then to end with uh, PSG Real. Man, that's a tough one. Um, I kind of agree with you, though. I like, I like the fact that um, Real have the second leg at home. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be big. Now, remember this year, the away goal rule, and this yes. is the first year they're not doing the away goal rule. So um, that won't come into play anymore. Um, I just, I think PSG, when they get that second match on the road, they, weird things just seem to happen to them. So I'm just going to, I'm going to pick for it to keep going. There's going to be a super weird vibe around that game. Or around that tie, anyway. I think it's just going to be. I think there's going to be some real weirdness there. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to pick Ray out to win it. All right. Well, there you go. Um, plenty of interesting matches coming up there. Again, uh, starting February 15th, it will be PSG versus Real. Uh, also that day, Sporting versus Man City. Um, but yeah, round. That's the round of 16, and then we'll hit the quarters in March. Um, the semifinals will be in late April. Oh, I'm sorry, the quarters will be in early April, semis in late April, and then the final will be on May 28th in St. Petersburg. Beautiful St. Petersburg. What a, what a lovely St. Petersburg. <laughs> I will also say, speaking of Russia, um, the picture the, uh, that the, the athletic used to uh to to talk about the Champions League draw declared null and void after Manchester United error. Uh, the picture they used at the top of this article is of the the guy who was doing the draw, um, Andre Arshavin, um, oh, yeah. who, who looks scored four against Liverpool once. He look it looks like it's a Photoshop. It does not look like a real picture. I don't know if it's because <laughs> the camera is like in focus on him holding up the Manchester United piece of paper. And so his face is blurry, but his head also looks smaller than it should for his body. It's, it's really weird. It's a really weird picture. So everybody go check it out. That's, that's what I have to say. Um, Adam Crafton wrote that article. He also wrote a very good article on uh, the premier league and Omicron um, and about, you know, how that will work um, along with uh, some, what will TV companies want to do um will they ask for money back again which obviously is the most important part of uh, of how this is going so this is this is still a very developing story and uh, you know that the premier league is going to do everything it can to uh to not have matches get postponed because of that um 
So Wes, uh, the I actually did some searching while we while you were talking, and uh, the only thing I've really found is from a Liverpool blog talking oh, about Afcon being canceled, um, and they were citing a tweet from GFFN, aka Get French Football News, the only source on Twitter for French football news. Obviously, um, that says uh, breaking CAF, the the Asian or sorry, the African Football Federation um, are currently undertaking discussions about the possible cancellation of next month's AFCON in Cameroon. According to RMC, more follows. That was, uh, by my account, about 18 hours ago. I don't know the legitimacy of this. I wasn't able to find a whole lot else about it, but um, they're claiming, as you said a little bit earlier, that it was due to the rise in COVID cases. Um, I'm going to try really quick here to uh, to see if there's any more confirmation um, on this. Um, what did it do? Um, yeah, Sports Illustrated from 14 hours ago. Although I don't know where they're pulling from. They're the same one. Okay. So it does seem like this is a legitimate rumor that that AFCON could be canceled, which as I'm sure depressing as that would be for a lot of fans in that region and, you know, who are looking forward to it after it was already canceled last year. Gotta be good for Wes, so there you go. Wes ain't complaining about that one bit. Um, I mean, legitimately, once again, we talked about earlier the whole Plan B, Omicron, everything. You know, you, you've got to be taking into account the health and safety of the players, of the spectators, of everyone. Um, you know, and putting a bunch of players into a into basically a hot zone and then sending them back to their countries when it's over. I mean, how is that? You know, that, that doesn't seem to be the best of ideas. I guess I'll just put it that way. Yes. Obviously I have an ulterior motive for the whole thing, um, but that is just something that we're going to have to keep an eye on going forward. And if this is something that's going to happen, it's going to happen quickly. Um, because obviously the tournament's right around the corner. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it can't, it can't last that long, whatever's going to happen here. So, uh, just something to keep, keep an eye on going forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there, there seems like there could be a distinct possibility of this happening. Um, so real quick, I'm trying to find a little bit more about this website, like, because, okay. Okay. So I found a Ghanaian website, um, that, that looks like a Ghana news website that posted an article uh, about eight hours ago. Yeah. Eight hours ago, um, with the headline AFCON will not be canceled. CAF insists labels rumor mongering quote lies. 
Um, this is coming from uh, writer Emmanuel Kwame Doncor, um, saying that uh, earlier mm-hmm. the same day, news broke of the European Clubs Association's decision to not release African players for the AFCON. Uh, the Confederation of African... That's not English. I'm sorry. Has labeled news coming from Europe, suggesting the January 2022 AFCON tournament will be canceled as lies and fake news. Because that's all we can say now is an entire human population, apparently. Uh, with the African Cup of Nations just a few weeks away from commencement, CAF has reiterated that the tournament will go on as planned. Um, head of media relations and operations, and also amazing fucking name, Lux September. Hours after the news from the ECA and news of cancellation of the tournament from Europe took to his social media to speak on the matter, Mr. Wow, Mr. Lux September tweeted, tweeted quoting a tweet of a Mail Online report. Um, of course, these are lies. There's not been a single meeting where this was discussed, but we all know the source of misinformation from some lobby groups. They always undermine Africa. We know them. So, apparently... Some people are very annoyed that uh, that that this, these rumors have happened, um, but I guess we'll have to see because man, I uh, I think there is a th- th- this feels like a where there's smoke there's fire kind of thing, Wes, and I would be shocked that there to to find out that there have been no meetings about this. With with Omicron being out there, but I, I mean, stranger things have happened, and you know that I, I'm sure that Afcon makes a lot of money for the African Federation. So I'm sure again that they're wanting to go with it if, at best they can. But I, I I would be shocked if they aren't at least having internal discussions about it. You know me, and I'm all about the safety. <laughs> yep, I'm West Brad, so I'm Mister Safety. What I'm all about. Safety. Wes Bradshaw has his uh, OSHA accredited card in his wallet at all times. Uh, right. Don't forget, folks. I was a nine one one dispatcher. That's true. Um. So yeah, we'll. Uh, oh man, what a what a world, what a world we live in. So uh-huh. we'll see. Um, Play the Premier League. Cancel Afcon. Oh man, I also see I'm seeing an article from this day. I I don't know what this oh I guess it's in Lagos. Jesus. Uh talking about Dude, calf Lagos. European clubs at war over release of players for AFCON. So Beautiful uh, Lagos. Yeah. Uh Oh man, this is this is great broken English. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, so we'll uh, we'll end our uh, our news and notes part here with some incredibly sad news and very sudden news. Um, according to Dermot Corrigan and Sam Lee of the Athletic, uh, Sergio Aguero announces retirement from football due to heart problem. Um, at 33, he was recently diagnosed with a cardiac arrhythmia. Uh, aka an irregular heartbeat. Uh, he was taken to the hospital after he suffered chest pain in Barcelona's 1-1 draw with Alaves in October. Uh, he was then ruled unavailable for selection. Uh, his treatment was kept under evaluation for the next three months with a plan to determine his recovery from the issue. 
Um, since then, he has taken the decision to end his playing career. Um, he was in tears when he was initially introduced. After composing himself, he said, this is to tell you that I have decided to stop playing professional football. Um, and you know, Wes, I mean, we saw earlier this year, um, you know, Christian Erickson, who had no issues or, pre- or past issues with heart problems, drop suddenly during the match of Euros and how scary that was. So it's it's completely understandable that with with this being discovered early, that that Aguero would put um, put his health first and 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 make this decision. But I have to imagine it, it just it was definitely not an easy one, as as shown by the tears in his press conference and whatever we've thought of Aguero in the past. I wish fun we've had gently ribbing Aguero in the past on this podcast. It is it is terrible for the sport that's still at, you know, a decent age to keep on playing that he is uh he's been forced into retirement like this. So so happy trails, Sergio. We'll uh we will miss you. You know, the the one thing for Aguero though is, you know, he is he is an older player and you know that's just something he's got to look at. He's not one of the young kids he has made um I mean, luckily for him, he has made a, a lot of money over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's in a position where he is able to retire comfortably. Um, and that's that's the positive to you. I'm just I'm trying to paint at least a silver lining for Aguero. Um, yeah, definitely. Hate hate to lose the coon. Um and I think everyone, especially uh, fans around the English game, will always remember the goal that won mm-hmm. Manchester City their first Premier League title. Um, you know, while, while I've never been thrilled to truly see City do it, I'm always thrilled to see United not do it. So thank you, Sergio Aguero, for that one. Yeah, and it's, you know, the, the good thing is even having to retire, you know, a little bit earlier than I'm sure he planned. Um, Aguero was able to win a lot. He won yeah. multiple titles at City. He won multiple cups. Uh, literally, the only thing he didn't win was a Champions League title. Um, he did, of course, move oh. to Barcelona this off season, which was a shit show on another level. Obviously, with everything else going on in Barcelona, um, so uh, unfortunate that um, his his career was already a little bit shaky and then this happened uh, instead of riding out on a high from city, but a good career, a very, very good career. Um, going, just looking real quick back then he was uh, listed as number 10 on the premier league 60 back when they did that um, last year. And uh, he will always be, I believe remembered as one of the all time great premier league players. So sad to see it end like this, but Aguero making the right decision to put his health first um that is going to do it for the news and notes but wes just talked about the athletic we like to pimp the athletic here oh. wes what 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 articles have got you going this week from from that fantabulous news site in, in the words of the uh former wwe superstar the godfather pimping ain't easy that, that is true. Do it, my God. um <clears throat> had some really good stories this week um as as you uh, mentioned uh, around the football world, but also in the college football world, holy crap! Uh, let me go back. Where have I got it? Um, 
a, a fun one in the footballing. Uh, Tim Spears, and this was actually released a week ago, but we didn't see it until today. A Footballer's Guide to Christmas Parties. The Fines, Fisticuffs, Foreign Trips, and Fancy Dress. Mm. Uh, a very, very fun article uh, when you get into it. You know, as I say all the time, you know, drink if you've ever heard me say this. I love these looks behind the curtain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What happens behind the scenes. So uh, definitely, definitely, definitely check that out. Um, there's some really fun stories in there. Um, <clears throat> so many things. Um, soul food, Italian suits, and hard truths. What it's like to be recruited by Nick Saban. Ooh, this is this is really good. It's it's um it's it's guys talking about their their time either being recruited by Saban or being on staff and helping recruit with Saban. Nicole Auerbach, Aaron Suttles on that one, a really good one. That was from uh, yesterday. That was from Tuesday. Um, and then I guess the, the big one today, Bruce Feldman, how big is Travis Hunter joining Deion Sanders in Jackson State? I asked Nick Saban, Reggie Bush, and more. So once again, we mentioned it very, very early in the show. I don't even know if it made the um, the open or not. Uh, Travis Hunter, who was, um, depending on which service you go by, was either the number one or number two ranked uh, high school football prospect in the country. Uh, he has been committed to Florida State University since, I think it was June of 2020. Um. There had been some rumblings that he he may be open to somewhere else, but it was either Georgia or Alabama. You know, he's from Georgia. Um, his team just won the 7A state title in Georgia. And Alabama's Alabama. So, you know, that's what it sounded like. And then this morning on, sign, on early National Signing Day, he releases this cryptic tweet about to make history. And then the internet went into full meltdown mode as he committed and signed with Jackson State, which is not even a uh, football bowl subdivision school. It's a uh, football championship subdivision school, which is basically like the championship in the English football um, realm. It's, it's the second division. Um, he becomes the first ever ESPN 300 player to sign with a FCS team. Not only that, this is either once again, the number one or number two ranked player in the country. Uh, Deion Sanders, the legendary NFL hall of famer is the head coach of Jackson state. And man, when Travis Hunter said he was going to make history, he won't just blow and smoke up somebody's ass. This guy has turned it upside down. And holy crap, what a day it was on the uh, recruiting front. My goodness. What a... Sucks to be a seminal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, man, their coach is getting fired. Uh, yeah, and, 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 he, and if he does, he'll probably get replaced by Deion Sanders. <laughs> And then he'll bring he'll bring him back with yeah, him. Oh, exactly. That that's my conspiracy theory is that um, he's bringing him down there, uh, and in either a year or two he'll take him back when Dion becomes the head coach of Florida State, and Hunter will use the uh, one time transfer rule. <laughs> Mwah! Chef's kiss. I love It'll it. Be beautiful. It'll be uh, my couple stories here. Uh, one 
that uh, just came out today. Inside the fall of Captain Aubameyang and what it means for him and Arsenal. Uh, this story kind of snowballed here over the last couple days, but apparently it is something that has been building for a while. Uh, we've seen a couple times through Arsenal, uh, through Aubameyang's time at Arsenal, him having disciplinary issues. And now that has reached ahead as Mikel Arteta has stripped him of his captaincy. Um, and, and the fallout from that is detailed a lot by the Athletics Arsenal writers who all contributed to this. So go check that out because it is a big, big story. Um, and again, it is still mind-boggling to me that they do this and Granite Shaka is still considered a leader of this group, but... Here we are. It's um, the Arsenal. <clears throat> it's the Arsenal. Um, Evan Drellich posted a story four hours ago. Sources. MLB, MLBPA, unlikely to talk core economics until January. So. Good to know. Well done. You, you, all, you all have been working hard. You deserve a, you deserve a two-week Christmas break from, from all this strenuous arguing you've done. So, fantastic. I'm, I'm sure this will get done before opening day. Absolutely positive. No way it doesn't. Way to waste a great uh, postseason MLB. And then finally, mm, uh, <laughs> this one by the athletic staff here. This was updated just under two hours ago. Um, <laughs> to which my only reply is, lol. Lamau, Roger Goodell, Washington football team owner Daniel, Daniel Snyder didn't interfere with investigation. Sure he didn't, Raj. Sure he didn't, buddy. I, I, I totally believe you. <laughs> you're, you're not a piece of shit at all. No. No, no, this is, this is legit. Sure. Sure. Daniel Snyder's just the gift that keeps on giving. There was a, I don't know if you saw this, there was a story that came out today, I think, I think it was in Defector, um, that apparent, and I think it was in, they picked it up from the Washington Post, that apparently, so Bruce Allen had been fired as general manager, and then a couple months later, uh, Washington signed Ron Rivera as their head coach, and Bruce Allen texted Ron Rivera Congratulations on becoming coach at Washington. Well wishes, yada, yada, yada. And apparently, Daniel Snyder was super pissed that Bruce Allen, again, a man he had fired a couple months before that, did not text him the same congratulations. To the point that he, he threatened to withhold whatever settlement payout from firing him was still owed to Allen and threatened to sue him over it. And one of the points in the settlement before it actually could go to trial was Bruce Allen had to send a congratulations text to Daniel Snyder. He's, he's such a petty small man. He's, oh my God. I bet he has large, large hands, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No way he's not compensating for something. No yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, so, there you go. 
just remember, if you like a sports team, your owner is probably a monster. Not all of them, but there's a good Not chance you. they are. Not you, Mr. Henry. <laughs> uh, as, long I as, you, as long as you keep pumping the cash in, Mr. Henry, we're fine. I would be actually surprised to find out John Henry is a monster. He's probably a dick. And he's yeah, probably I can see him being a dick. I can see him yeah. being like a dick and maybe a little bit of a douchebag, but definitely not a monster. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't get that vibe from him. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> so that's <laughs> true, true. Uh, that'll do it, though, for our, uh, our pimpin' of the athletic. And now we hit the, the watch for Wes. What are you watching in the week that was or the week that will be? Oh, the last two nights we finished the Deadwood. Oh, all done? All three seasons plus the movie. I thought Deadwood um, was longer than three seasons. So apparently they got canceled after season three due to uh, some different uh, circumstances. Um, interesting. Yeah. Well, then, so that happened in 2006. Well, then they came out with a movie like in 2019. Oh. That was, um, it took place 10 years after the end of season three. Um, they did a really good job of bringing back most of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, they explained away the ones who weren't there. They explained away. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was interesting. I mean, they had definitely aged and moved ahead and, um, it, it was, it, the movie was good. So apparently when they ended season three, they were under the impression there was going to be a season four. Mm-hmm. So they never really like wrap things up in a bow. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, you know, then season three, you're kind of like, what the hell is it? You know, just because you know, there's nothing else. Um, so the movie did do a nice job of wrapping up some, uh, loose ends. Um, it wasn't, exactly historically accurate but but it was entertaining that's what's important exactly i was highly entertained um uh the movie you know season three season three always felt like it was building up to something and then it never really paid it off Mm -hmm. so um yeah so the movie was um well received on that end uh Definitely solid, you know. I I had I enjoyed watching the um, watching the series. Nice. So uh, that is now on the wayside. We started. You may have heard of this one, American Gods. Yeah, it, is that the one where like the first episode, uh, a lady like sucks a dude into her? Yes, thing? yes. Yeah. Apparently, that's okay. her thing. Yeah, yeah. she. Because in the second episode, it does kind of a montage, and she does it to about four or five other people, women included. Yeah, I, I've heard of that show. It's, it's uh, a strange one. Uh, yeah. Basically, we went into it because it um, it has uh, Ian McShane, who we just oh. absolutely adored through Deadwood. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I will put it this way, he is very interesting and good already in this show. It has not through. We watched the first two episodes tonight. It has kept my attention at parts. Um, it's weird. I'll give it that. It's a weird ass uh, show. That's what I've heard. It's very bloody. Uh, <laughs> it starts off uh, with Vikings 
and they end up like, like I said, a lot of blood, a lot of guts. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how far I want to get into this one, but um, got some interesting parts. And Ian McShane is just God, he's magnificent. Of course, I just I, um, I can't I can't pimp him enough. He's just he's great. Um, trying to think what, what, okay. So we watched, um, we, we watched Hawkeye. A new episode has just come out because Wednesdays are Hawkeye days. We haven't watched the newest one yet, but we watched last week's. And all I got to say is, man, I am glad I watched Black Widow. <laughs> or <laughs> the last, or the last two minutes of that episode would have made, they wouldn't have made no sense. But the impact of what happens in that those last two minutes would have fallen oh. completely flat if Makes you sense. hadn't watched Black Widow. Um, so, so, and actually, the funny thing is, it's just if you hadn't watched the last two minutes of Black Widow, <laughs> so oh. you would know. What, so just fast what, forward to the end, and yeah, and you're like, oh, okay, now now I understand. Um, yeah, still really good. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, seeing seeing Clint be old guy old guy Hawkeye is is a lot of fun. A um, lot of lot of really good performance in this one. Um, I'm also I just saw today. I'm not sure when this show comes out next year. It's coming out on the uh, the Apple TV service, um, and I want to pull it up again here um, to make sure I get the name right. There's something um, coming out on Apple TV that I thought I was interested in as well. Maybe this is it. Um, it's called Severance. Who's that? So uh, Adam Scott is apparently the 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 lead the lead character in this. Um, I'm trying to think. Let me see if I can look it up on on the interwebs really here quick here. Um, because I I recognized. Some other names, I just don't remember them off the top of my head. I know this is this is amazing, amazing content. Um, let me see, is this no, that's that's not the severance I'm looking for. Severance, uh Patricia Arquette, uh John Turturro, uh Christopher Walken, uh Britt Lauer. I don't I don't know. Um uh, and uh Deachin Lockman. Not she Deach and Lockman is someone who, as soon as you saw her on screen, you were like, Oh, her, yeah, I, oh, I, I, reckon, I recognize her. Um, so, uh, it is apparently it's the premise is that at Lumen Industries, where a severance program is used to separate the non work memories of their employees from their work memories, which is kind of an interesting idea because then if you work in a place that's, you know, highly classified, when you you go, you do your work, and then when you leave, you're wiped. You don't have to sign an NDA because you literally can't leak anything. So, you know, pretty interesting concept. But what got me is, and because I'd never heard about this show until today, um, it's being produced by Ben Stiller. Um, and apparently directed as well by him. And he tweeted out a video today that like really, really sold me on it. Just, just from a atmospheric perspective. 
it's like five minutes of a first person shot of someone walking down these this like off these different office corridors and it's like all white walls, all white ceilings, all white floors, and them constantly getting turned around and going down the same corridors back and forth and back and forth. And occasionally, occasionally you would pass by a character just kind of looking at you. Occasionally you would catch like a little voice clip here or there, but most of the time it was just the sounds of being in an office. And it was really, really creepy. Um, so I, like that vibe of that video really sold me on the show. Will it be good? I don't know. Might be mm-hmm. garbage. But I, mm-hmm. I really don't know. But that's a pretty good cast. And I really like Adam Scott. So I'm willing to give it a shot. So we'll see. Uh, again, that show is called Severance. It's coming sometime next year. Uh, apparently they, they finished filming um, in June this year. So I imagine probably in the earlier part of next year uh, is when it'll come out. But yeah, very... Very excited to see like Ben Wyatt. Gotta, gotta, gotta love old Ben Wyatt being in more stuff. Ben um, Wyatt getting severed. <laughs> um, he, he has a terrible haircut in that video, though. That's the only problem. Just absolutely <laughs> terrible. Um, so, with that, that is going to do it for episode 393 of the AFA podcast. Uh, once again, presented by NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We never stop. You can find them on the social medias as well as us. Uh, as a collective, we are at AFA Pod on Twitter. Wes, your handle is? I'm at Wes Bradshaw 21. And I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show, The All New Sports Show. And you can email us at allnewsportshow at gmail.com. Uh, thanks to our podcast providers, including uh, Anchor, which is powered by Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And once again, if you want to send us in a voice comment, uh, just click the link in the description and you can shoot us a voice message. And if we like it, we'll play it on the podcast. Um, But that is going to do it for this episode. We will... um, Are we doing a live episode next week, Wes? I know next week is close to more... Premier League action, if if and when it happens, <laughs> hopefully it does. Um, but, but before we get out of here, Wes, any anything else you wanted to drop on us? Uh, congratulations to the Tarboro Vikings, their seventh state championship under That's head right. coach Jeff Craddock, as we call him our Lord and Savior, JC. Um, Interesting little tidbit, Ed. Due to it being the COVID season, Tarboro won two state championships in the same calendar year. Wow, good point. And are the only... Yes, they were the only team to do that in the state of North Carolina. Wow. So something that hopefully will never happen again. <laughs> because yes. spring football, that was terrible. Um yeah, so Tarboro making a little bit of history, uh, winning another state championship uh, for Jeff Craddock and the boys. That's, so uh, good for Tarboro, and I'm pretty sure they'll be good again next year. So that's is that seven out of nine championship fi- or wins and I think finals? It's seven out of twelve, seven out of eleven, or seven out of twelve that they've won. 
Well, and yeah. So the, yeah, I think there was there was maybe a three year stretch where they didn't go, and that was it. Yeah. Wow. That was maybe it was two years. It was either two or three years that they didn't go, and that was it. Um, other than that, they're there every year. Yeah, that was it. Was like the last couple years they were in two A. Um, it was when. Or or was it no? It was right when they'd gone down to one A because uh, Rose That's Hill right. and James Keenan kept beating mm-hmm. them like in the Eastern Finals. <laughs> yeah, and then those two moved up, and you know, been just bananas ever since. Uh, and right. congratulations, J. H. Rose, Ed's alma mater. They they finished runner up in the state this year in the four A or the three A, excuse me. But um, hey, better to be there than not to be there. Uh, my my old buddy from ECU, Will Bland, doing a really good job there. Quite my alma mater. I oh, crap. That's where you went to South Central. My bad, dude. I, I, I was there my freshman year. That was <laughs> it. Well, well, so you can somewhat I, I Suddenly it just occurred, or yeah, it suddenly occurred to me. I was like, wait a minute. Ed went to Rose, but Ed didn't go to Rose. Wait a minute. What the hell am I saying here? But you could still claim him if you wanted to, right? I, I could. Doesn't Doesn't mean I'm going but to. Sh- but you don't. <laughs> I, I could, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. That's the spirit. Exactly. Let's say, Wes, you're from Rocky. You went to Northern Nash, right? <laughs> no. I'm, so I'm reading this article on the NCHSAA. Cardinal Gibbons won their state title 14 to 2. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, apparently I believe it was like a bad it was a uh, bad snap on a punt and the punter kicked it out of the back of the end zone. Oh god. You you love to see a sentence like this. The rain made the going slow for both teams. Yeah, that's what you want to stay. Apparently time. apparently like the storm came through. You remember we had some storms on Saturday night? And it oh, came through right, and apparently yeah. apparently rain was blowing like sideways out there. Oh Jesus. Yeah, apparently it was just terrible, man. Just oh. Terrible. Um, and then the fact that Cardinal Gibbons won just disgusts me, but anyway. Who, Don't get who, me started on the fact that private schools should not be playing public school football, but whatever. I, I've never really understood that. I don't... Cardinal Gibbons and Charlotte Catholic. Why? Yep. <laughs> Here's the question. Why are they playing... <laughs> Anyway. Why? Why can't we get Rocky Mountain Academy to be, to get in the, to get to the finals? Why can't we do that? Well, it's just me away, especially about Catholic. Is you know, I understand. You know, I understand Rocky Mountain Academy. You know, they played the eight man football. Yeah, yeah. Man, just right there in Charlotte, there's Charlotte Latin, there's Charlotte Christian. There are plenty of schools that play eleven man football in Raleigh. There's Ravenscroft. There are other 11-man football teams that play private school ball. So, um, anyway, whatever. Don't get me started no further. It's just the grid old NCHSAA. There you go. They're a joke. <laughs> they blow it! Oh, always has been. <laughs> it's, it's the meme with the... Uh, the two astronauts in space and one astronaut's just like, wait, it's, this is X. And the other astronaut is behind him holding a gun and just saying, always has been it's like always the NCHSAA is a joke. Always has always been. Always has been. Yep. 
We've been preaching this for years. Ah, nobody listened to us. No one They're listened to us. We tried to tell you. Fuck Fayetteville. <laughs> Always fuck Fayetteville. Uh, but fun. not you, our dedicated listeners. Thank you so much for joining us here on episode 393 of the AFA pod for McCollin Crime, Wes Bradshaw. I am Edward Green. Until next time, everyone, please stay safe and enjoy the football. And good night, Europe. Please, guys, please, let's keep them playing and keep some fans in the stand. Preach, preach, do it. Preach. Cancel AFCON. <laughs> no, if only. Oh, don't ask man. Much. <laughs> you don't ask.